Hi, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and this show, wow. So yesterday, I uh, got my booster, and I was kind of foggy-headed. So I was going to do a story that Shayla had already recorded um, in the Sam series. I, I, I had planned that weeks ago. Unfortunately, I forgot that I had already put up the second story. So I did an entire show, recorded it and everything, got it up pretty late last night of Sam's shopping trip, which, if you've been following this podcast, you know, has already been up for since November. It's been up for a while now. Um, I was actually supposed to put up the third story, Sam's Date. So it was getting really late, and I went to bed and I put up a notice that, you know, the podcast had been delayed. And then today I, uh, I get, sometimes I get injections in my eyes and my right eye and I I got one today. So that delayed me quite a bit as well. Things are good. I can't even feel the pain in my eye anymore. And, uh, I have got the, the audio and we're ready to go. I love the series. It's, it's probably one of the best things I ever did that took a long time to put on audio because it's an eight-part series. This is part three. And um, just, like I said, I think it's one of the best things I did, and Shayla just does a great job reading it. So this is the third part of the Sam's New Life series. It's called Sam's Date. I hope you enjoy it. I decided I was about as clean as I was going to get, so stepped out of the tub. Seeing myself in the bathroom mirror was quite a sight. My body looked so much younger without any body hair. It appeared strange even to me. I hadn't had much body hair on for that long, but now what little I had 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 all gone. I remembered feeling so proud and grown up when I first developed the furry growth between my legs and under my arms, but now I was back to looking like a hairless child. I began to wrap a towel around my waist, and then thought better of it. If Taylor or Alexis happened to see me bearing my chest, they'd probably give me a hard time about trying to appear as a male. I quickly changed the position of the towel, so that it was higher on me, covering my chest, and exited the bathroom, marveling at how conditioned I had become, and wondering how difficult it would be to get back to the real me. I entered my room and exhaled with relief when I didn't see either of the girls. That was short-lived, however, when I saw what was lying menacingly on my bed. The short red dress with the matching underwear and the silver clutch next to it. The sandals that I would be wearing were neatly at the foot of the bed. As I stepped into the panties, the touch of the material sent a shiver through my whole body. I realized that I was actually getting excited. I just couldn't believe it. I was pretty sure it was just nerves, but I realized I was lucky that Alexis wasn't there to witness it. I put the bra around me backwards and then slid it around so the straps were at the back and the cups were positioned where they should be. Putting my arms through the straps gave me a feeling of being trapped by this dainty piece of fabric. I looked in the mirror at myself and the bra did make me look like I had two very normal-sized breasts. I made a note to myself that a simple bra was capable of giving me a healthy-looking bust line, not to trust other girls weren't doing exactly the same thing. 
I put on the red garter belt and carefully pulled the silky stockings up my now hairless legs. Before I was done, my erection was back. This was definitely going to be a problem. Put on the dress, but embarrassingly couldn't zip myself up, no matter how much I contorted myself. So I stepped into the heels and attached the straps around my ankles before walking down the stairs. In the time it had taken me to get ready, Taylor and Alexis had been joined by Gwen and Ashley. All of them looked up and stared open-mouthed at me as I descended to the main floor. Wow, Ashley let out a long wolf whistle. You really are smoking hot, said Gwen, impressed. I, I need some help, I stammered. I couldn't zip up my dress. Oh, don't you worry, Ryan will have it off of you soon enough. Looking like that, joked Taylor. The girls all laughed, but I couldn't see the funny side. Oh, come here, Samantha, said Alexis, reaching over and firmly zipping me up. Sisters help each other. Remember that. We sure do. Okay, sweetie, added Ashley. I'm here to do your makeup. She sat me down in my mom's bathroom and began to do almost exactly what the woman at the makeup counter had done. Ashley was quite talented in her own right when it came to shading, contouring, and blending. She always took great care with her own makeup, and that showed as she carefully outlined my eyes to make them pop. When she was done, I was doe-eyed with long, sexy lashes that were only partially my own. She didn't use a lot of makeup, but just enough to hide my masculinity and enhance the feminine traits and features in my face. The stunning result was that I looked very much like a sexy girl. Nice, said Taylor, in admiration. Gwen then went to work on my hair, which didn't require much since the hairstyle was so new to begin with. The girl squealed with glee at the final results and had me posing for a bunch more pictures to immortalize the moment. Not that I even wanted it to happen, let alone have it immortalized. Alexis' look was such a contrast to my own. Her makeup was severely understated with plain black slacks and a simple light blue top. She wasn't dressed doubtedly and looked good enough for even a very nice restaurant but the difference between us was quite apparent. I was dressed to impress for an evening out, exuding sex appeal. Don't worry, sis, she said, reading my mind. I wouldn't dream of taking any attention away from you on your big night. But you're not even wearing a dress, I pointed out. I've never dated Joey before, she shrugged. You know what wearing a dress on the first date says about a girl. Oh, but, I mean, I'm sure you can pull it off. What? That dress? She can't even pull it on, snickered Taylor. No, oh, you know what I mean, flustered Alexis, was thrown by her faux pas. The girls all laughed at our discomfort, and just then the doorbell rang, and I froze. Oh, I do believe we may have gentlemen callers, sister dear, said Alexis. I'll go hide upstairs until you've left, whispered Gwen. It'll be way too awkward if Ryan sees me here. Good idea, whispered Alexis back to her. Waiting, she quickly ran up the stairs. 
Alexis opened the door, and I immediately saw Ryan standing there holding a large bouquet of roses. I wasn't the only one who was trying too hard. Oh, you old romantic you, snickered Taylor. Well, I only wanted to show my appreciation for my gorgeous date tonight, he said as he stepped forward, offering the flowers to me. He stood back and looked me up and down, exclaiming, Oh, wow, and what a gorgeous date she is, too. His eyeballs were almost bulging out of their sockets. He was dressed smartly in a tight red button-down shirt that showed off his impressive torso, pecs and abs rippling underneath, and a pair of black pants pleated at the front but tight over the well-defined cheeks. I was a bit overwhelmed by the amount of body spray he was wearing as he handed me the flowers, wrapped in green paper. A quick, unsubtle elbow in the back from Taylor let me know that he would be expecting me to give him a kiss in return. I leaned over and gave him a quick peck on the cheek. It was not particularly romantic. There were no open mouths, tongue wrestling, or even lip-to-lip -lip contact, but it still felt odd. Even though he had obviously recently shaved, his skin felt quite rough against my lips. The whole experience felt strange, but everybody seemed to be satisfied with my chaste expression of affection and acceptance. Then there was an awkward moment or two before Taylor masterly broke the silence. I'll go put those in water for you, shall I? she offered, deftly grabbing the bunch of flowers from my hand. I knew I was completely trapped now there being no way to get out of the evening. No matter what, I'd be going through with it. We said goodbye to Taylor and Ashley as Alexis offered her arm to Joey, and we all walked out to Joey's car. Like a true gentleman, Ryan opened and held the back door for me. But it was only at that point that I realized the girls hadn't shown me how to sit in a short dress, like the one I was wearing, let alone get in and out of a car in one. Consequently, I accidentally gave both Alexis and Ryan a flash of my panties as I got in. I could read their faces, even though Ryan didn't comment. He was blushing and trying to pretend he hadn't noticed, while Alexis just stood there with an annoying smirk on her face. I was worried that as Joey was driving, Ryan would have his hand free with me trapped in the back seat with him, but he was actually quite the gentleman. All four of us made small talk together. The football season was still going strong, and our team had four wins against only one loss. We all agreed that they looked in good shape for the state playoffs and maybe even winning our conference. However, no matter what topic Alexis brought up, it always seemed to be aimed at embarrassing me. But fortunately, it didn't matter because the boys soon brought the topic back around to football again. The restaurant Joey drove us to had a French name, which in English was apparently the Plush Pig. It wasn't some hundred-dollar-a-dish French gourmet restaurant, but it was still considered one of the classier restaurants in the neighborhood, and probably somewhere around a hundred ahead. I was very impressed. It even had cloth tablecloths. It immediately set me to wondering if I'd ever get to take a girl out to a restaurant like this. The smell of my own perfume and the sound of my heels clip-clopping across the parking lot, 
brought me back down to earth in my present predicament. The possibility of that scenario ever happening receding even further and becoming even more unlikely, and as this evening went on. Nice restaurant, said Alexis, as Joey held the door open for us. So far I approve. I'll admit I was worried that Ryan might try and date my cousin on the cheap, getting extra value burger meals for everybody. Very funny, Alexis, responded an indignant Ryan. I'm going to show your cousin the night of her life tonight. Oh, thank you, Ryan, I breathed meekly. Oh, this I have to see, chuckled Alexis. The hostess was a young woman in her early twenties with long blonde hair and large breasts that immediately drew the boy's attention. She greeted us in French, but seeing the blank looks on all of our faces quickly continued. Hello, and welcome to the plush pig. Do you have a reservation? We sure do, said Ryan. It's under the name Overbeak. Sure, I see it, said the hostess, looking down at her book. And would you by any chance be Ryan Overbeak, Hillcrest starting quarterback? That's me, he positively beamed. Well, it's great to have a local celebrity dining here. Kara will be your server tonight. She handed four menus to a tall woman who looked no older than us, with wavy brown hair, wearing a white blouse and black pants. I bet he told her who he was when he booked, said Alexis under her breath. This way, please, said Kara, indicating with the hand holding the menu, before directly addressing me. I have to say, that's an awesome dress. I love that retro style. Thank you, I replied quietly. So do I. And if I had your legs, I'd also want to show them off, she laughed. It felt so weird to have an attractive woman complimenting me on also being attractive. Both boys moved ahead and then held our chairs for us, for which I was very thankful for, not particularly wanting to flash my underwear to the entire restaurant. I wished that Alexis had worn a dress similar to mine, so I could have copied her moves, but unfortunately she had arranged it so that I would be the only one dressed in such a feminine way. She was far more cunning than I had ever given her credit for. So, what do you think of our dates? asked Alexis. I think they're really nice and look very smart, I simpered. Oh, please, you're such a little slut, Samantha, she declared. Don't you try playing Miss Goody Two-Shoes here because nobody is buying it. I blushed before Ryan quickly came to my rescue. Well, I am, Alex. I think your cousin has real class, he vouched. I consider myself very lucky to be her date tonight. Oh, God, said Alexis, simulating puking. No more, please. That's such a saccharine. You're going to give me diabetes just from hearing it. I felt like Ryan was moving in for a kiss, so I quickly turned to Joey and asked him, Have you known Alexis long? Yes, he said, but she isn't usually so crass. He smiled at her to take some of the sting out of his words. She never wants to go out with me. She finally said yes, though. Actually, she asked me out tonight. We made small talk through dinner. I was very self-conscious about what I ordered. The boys both ordered porterhouse steaks with mushroom caps. It looked so delicious, I was practically salivating that apparently nice girls don't order great hunks of meat, especially on a first date, so instead I had to make do with a tilapia and a lemon butter sauce. 
It was actually delicious, but it was not enough to really fill me up. I just put my knife and fork down on my plate when Alexis told me I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, I replied, puzzled as to why she was telling me. She gave me a thoroughly evil glare, and I immediately realized what she wanted. Oh, I need to go too, I squeaked. We walked to the bathroom together, wordlessly. Something told me that I was in trouble, but I had absolutely no idea why. We entered the bathroom as another couple of women were leaving, so she waited until they had left the room before launching into me. "'What do you think you're doing, Sam?' Alexis shouted at me. "'What? I'm out on a date with a guy, for Christ's sake,' I replied, annoyed." You're out on a date with a guy who's going to be shelling out over a hundred dollars for your part of this meal. Do you think he's paying for polite conversation? She snapped. No, I guess not. But what am I supposed to do? Kiss him. Pet him. Show him a good time. Give him something in return. I can't do that. I'm not gay. What does that have to do with anything? She gave me a puzzled look. Hello? If I'm not gay, why would I be flirting and making out with another guy? Well, maybe because you know what will happen if you don't. What? What? What are you going to do? Let's not go there again. The possibilities are practically endless. You know, I have so much stuff on you, little sister. I can very easily ruin you, your reputation, your whole life. Then if I were to let slip at something to Ryan, probably your health, Definitely your face. I don't want to keep repeating the same discussion with you every time you don't want to do something I tell you to do. It should be very apparent to you by this point that you want, no, actually you need to keep me happy and my friends very happy. You can do that by doing what you're told, exactly what we've told you. If you don't, well, that's up to you, I suppose. She spoke quietly, clearly, and very ominously. And what would he do to you? You set all this up, claiming I was your cousin, I retorted desperately. Much as he wouldn't get rough with you while he thinks you're a girl, I really don't see him holding back much when he finds out you're just a sissy boy, do you? As for me, I was still a girl the last time I looked. So although he may be upset with me, he probably won't rearrange my face. She was right. I knew it. She had me, and there was nothing I could do. So what do you want me to do? I've already kissed him and everything. Oh, you'll be kissing him a lot more, and much better than that. When we get back out there, start by holding his hand. Okay, I said. And you'd better start to show some real enthusiasm. Rub your legs against his under the table. Lean into him more. And for Christ's sakes, look at him. Oh, and stop talking to Joey. He's not your date. What about Joey? What are you giving him for your $100 meal? I snipped. None of your business. And you'll pay for that later, she retorted. Fine, I sulked. Don't you have to go to the bathroom? We just did, she replied. Now touch up your makeup and no more back chat. After we had touched up and checked each other, we walked back out to the boys at the table. I noticed a lot of guys in the restaurant, some much older, checking us out as we did. 
As if reading my mind, Alexis whispered to me, I'm wearing pants. It's you they're staring at. Sitting back down at the table, a withering glance from Alexis, let me know I had better do as I had been told. I grabbed Ryan's hand and caressed it in mine. I'll never get why women always go to the bathroom together, said Joey. It's so we can talk about you guys, said Alexis. She said it like she was joking, but I knew there was a lot of truth in that statement, even if I hadn't just returned from doing just that. My holding Ryan's hand made him far less nervous. He seemed much calmer, while my heart was now racing. He had been trying to be a total gentleman and wait for me to make the first move. But now I was suddenly becoming overtly tactile. My apparent affection seemed to give him the green light to take things a few steps further. I could see it unfolding in front of me, but wasn't able to stop it. I wasn't to be allowed. Alexis would see to that. After a delicious meal that I had mostly eaten with one hand, the boys paid the bill and we walked back out to the parking lot. But when we got to the car, it became clear that Alexis and I weren't the only ones who'd had a private conversation when we'd gone to the bathroom. As Joey leaned in and kissed Alexis, Ryan enfolded me in his arms and did the same to me, his lips pressed hard against mine. The weight of his massive chest pushed into mine he held me firmly in his tight embrace and kissed me passionately right on the lips until I felt lightheaded and confused, gasping for air. You're a great kisser, he said to me, smiling and looking deep into my eyes. You, you did most of the kissing, I gasped breathlessly. Yeah, but you didn't pull away. Your soft lips just welcomed mine and you kissed back. I liked that and hope you did too. Yes, of course I did, I gushed. You're a good kisser, too. Fix your lipstick, Samantha, said Alexis, instantly bringing me back to earth. The ride to the dance club was very different from the ride to the restaurant. Now that Ryan and I had broken the ice, it felt like open season had been declared on me in the back seat, and he intended to take full advantage. It wasn't like he forced himself on me, but he kissed me deeply, his tongue fighting for entrance and then seeming to wanting to caress my tonsils. At the same time, his hands seemed to be everywhere at once. They eventually found their way onto my knees, and then he was soon caressing my thighs. The girls hadn't really prepared me for this aspect of the date, or they had deliberately neglected it because they wanted to see me squirm. That thought was confirmed when I caught sight of a smug smile forming on my stepsister's face as she checked out the backseat action, calling over her shoulder. Hey, save some for the dance floor. You want me to see if I can find you a nice bargain-priced hotel room? Her comments made me turn bright red, which I think Ryan didn't find all that unusual. In fact, it did seem to get him to slow down a bit. Instead, he held me tight against his chest and with his free hand gently stroked my hair, kissing me seductively on the mouth, chin, and down my neck in such a way that it sent chills shivering down my spine. Don't let her bother you. She's just jealous because Joey's busy driving, he said in a loud staged whisper, then adding quietly to just me. 
I am having so much fun. I hope you are, too. I am, I replied, despite a growing panic. The fact was that I had never actually made out with a girl in my whole life, certainly coming nowhere near as close as this on any of my dates. That kiss had caused an involuntary reaction in me. I didn't know what was happening, and I didn't understand it. I knew that I wasn't attracted to guys, but this was generating sensations in me that were extremely confusing. Eventually, we pulled up outside the club. There were very limited places where we could go. Most all-age dance clubs around were juice bars that played the sort of music the middle school girls liked. At 18, that wasn't our scene, but we couldn't go to any of the really trendy spots because they all served alcohol and so wouldn't let us in. We wound up at Club Zero, which always had a packed dance floor and some good DJs, although the entry lines were always there well past midnight on weekends. Today was no different. We were at least 60 back in line when Ryan took it upon himself to go and have a chat to the doorman. A few minutes later, he was motioning for us to come up too. Smooth, Ryan, how much did you have to give the door? asked Joey. Not a dime, said Ryan. That's Jim Summers. I thought I recognized him. That was Porky, exclaimed Joey. Yeah, not fat anymore. Don't let him hear you say anything like that or we'll be straight back out on our asses, said Ryan in Joey's ear. Who is he? asked Alexis. He was a few years ahead of us. He blocked for me as a sophomore, but he used to have a bit of a weight problem. Coach made him run a lot, said Ryan. Well, he looks fine now, said Alexis. Nice guy for letting us jump in, too. I asked him for a solid, told him I was trying to impress a girl. He came through, admitted Ryan. Are you impressed, Joey asked me. Yeah, I'm suitably impressed, I grinned at them. Aw, that's just the beginning, babe. The night's just starting, Ryan said, grabbing my hand and leading me quickly into the club and right onto the crowded dance floor. I'm actually a jock who loves to dance, and I've even had some lessons to work on my footwork. As he began to move to the booming rhythm, I could easily see that he wasn't exaggerating. He had moves that I was seriously not expecting. Most guys look either rather gay or really clownish when they're dancing expressively. Not Ryan. He was kind of a dancer that you usually only see in movies, where all the girls start drooling over him until some dumb local gets annoyed, starts a fight, and then he knocks him out with one punch. Instead, he just grabbed me and pulled me after him. I tried to follow along, but even Taylor hadn't quite prepared me for this. I looked over and saw Joey and Alexis dancing in a much more restrained fashion. Joey wasn't much of a dancer, but they looked like they were having fun. I would never have wanted to date Alexis, but I was feeling jealous of Joey just being a normal guy. Out on a date with a normal girl? A few tracks later, it suddenly hit me that my feet were becoming very sore from wearing the heels all day. So as that song faded from one into the next, I asked Ryan if we could get a seat. I had to get right up next to his ear and practically scream to be heard. You're not tired already, are you? He asked, shouting back. No, but my feet are killing me, I yelled. I never really worn shoes like this before tonight. Oh, wow. You do that for me because I'm tall? You really didn't have to. I really did, I nodded. I can't believe you did that for me. Come on, let's get you over to a table. 
He had me lean on him as we walked over to where the seating area was. Luckily, a small group had just gotten up from a table with four seats as we arrived. It felt so good to be sitting down again. I had started to become used to the heels, so that I actually forgot that I was wearing them, but now all the aches and pains had returned to my feet at once. So this is our last podcast of 2021, and I think I probably joined with just about everybody saying, I hope 2022 is a damn sight better. And um, I really want to thank you for being with me this year. Uh, The podcast keeps growing, and it means so much to me. This just used to kind of be a throwaway thing I did to get my my books um, a little more exposure and keep them in the public eye a little bit longer and it's become something that that means an awful lot to me and that's because of of everybody that's listening so i really thank you uh for what a great community you've been and uh as you know like i said um this is the last one of 2021 but we're also going to be putting us past the christmas holiday and i didn't want to just leave the holiday and the year behind without a little something that mistress dj recorded last year from a poem I wrote, which is a parody of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And that story is, that poem is actually, the real title is A Visit from Santa, or A Visit from St. Nicholas. And so this is A Visit from Mistress by me, as read by Mistress DJ. A Visit from Mistress, written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Costa. A Visit from Mistress is published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the city, not a creature was stirring, not even a sissy. The stockings were hung on legs completely bare, thanks to generous applications of nair. The sissies were nestled, all snug in their beds, with cuffs on their wrists and gags secured round their heads. Gagged with a handkerchief, I was bound with a rope. An orgasm for Christmas? I had little hope. When out on the stairs, I heard a distinct sound— Mistress had returned, her heels echoed off the ground. Trussed up in my bed, I could only listen, imagining how her black leather glistened. A dark goddess walking through new-fallen snow, my mistress had raised me up by bringing me low. My heart left for joy, I could hardly wait, for she had returned after finishing her date. With each little step, her shoes clapped on the stairs. I waited in silence, in hope and in fear. More wicked than witches, her talents they came. I thought of them all, though silenced I called them by name. With bondage, with flogging, with humiliation, with strength of will, she led me to feminization. From the top of the bob to the bottom of my shoes, there were panties and dresses and jimmy chews. My nails were painted to catch the eye. My outfits were sexy, showing cleavage and thigh. So up to the bedroom, my mistress she came. Amused to see me where she left me, she called out my name. And then, with a laugh, she pulled from the drawer a hard wooden paddle that left me quite sore. As I threw back my head and was turning around, the paddle collided with my butt and made quite a sound. She was dressed in all black from her head to her boot, and my clothes were pink and lacy. She thought they were cute. My backside burning from each painful smack, and my butt cheeks grew redder with each mighty whack. Her her eyes, how they twinkled, her smile hypnotic. My longing for her was so deeply quixotic. Her black leather outfit displayed every curve, and my longing was intense to obey and serve. 
The wooden paddle she held tight in her hand. I knew I'd endure whatever she'd planned. She had a true body, more than body or face, but I knew those thoughts were not a sissy's place. I vowed that I would serve her best as I could, and I longed to hear her tell me that I was good. When she needed help, I would be there with aid. I'd be her wife, her sissy, and even her maid. She spoke not a word, but went straight to her work, making sure I was helpless, giving each rope a jerk. And laying beside me, gently touching my face, it felt like the perfect time and the perfect place. She stretched out her legs and tenderly kissed me. Cooing soft and gentle, she asked, Did you miss me? But I lay there in silence as she turned out the light. Merry Christmas, sissy. No orgasm tonight. <laughs>